This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, May 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Olive oil debate sizzles. Tractor funding falls short. Senate finance tackles infrastructure funding and USTR confronts Canada over dairy quotas. Heated olive oil debate spills onto the floor. During a floor session yesterday, the Assembly debated a bill that would set guidelines for when olive oil producers could use the name California on their labels. Republican Assembly member James Gallagher of Yuba City lashed out at the proposal. This will be the first time in history that we pass a bill that is targeted towards exactly one business, said Gallagher. He argued the company at the heart of the legislation, California Olive Branch, has been employing local residents and contracting with local growers for more than 20 years. Gallagher's neighbor in the Sacramento Valley, Assemblymember Cecilia Agar-Curry of Winters pushed back, saying the company has been exploiting a simple loophole in state law with its blended products that puts local growers at a disadvantage. She asserted this sort of misleading commercial speech is not protected by the Constitution, but acknowledged the Legislative Council will not be able to confirm that statement until later this summer. The Assembly passed the measure 51-5 to and sending it to the Senate. Food processors call for more tractor funding and budget. The Governor's May Revise has added another $43 million for farmer the state's program for replacing aging ag equipment with lower emission models. The $363 million proposal for the next two years is, quote, not enough to meet this state's own unrealistic mandates. That according to Western Agriculture Processors Association in a statement. Without this incentive money, agriculture in the San Joaquin Valley would be faced with a mandatory tractor replacement regulation, much like the state's truck regulation, argues the trade group for tree nut haulers and processors. The Air Resources Board, in the meantime, has called for $193 million in grant funding over the next four years to meet the mandate. And on that note... Uh, WAPA also claimed the $150 million proposed for finding alternatives to agricultural burning is much less than the $290 million the industry has called for. USDA offering $2 million to boost urban agriculture and reduce food waste. The Department of Agriculture is aiming to improve urban food production by providing $2 million to local governments who host pilot projects focusing on composting and reducing food waste. The money is being made available through USDA's Office of Urban Agriculture and Innovation Production to communities who host community compost and food waste reduction pilot projects. This program is in its second year and was formalized in the 2018 Farm Bill. Priorities will be given to projects that include economic benefits, providing compost to farmers. It also integrates other food waste strategies, including food recoveries. Terry Crosby, acting chief of USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, told AgriPulse. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Senate Finance tackles infrastructure funding. The Senate Finance Committee is focusing today on how to fund a massive infrastructure package. The witnesses at today's hearing will include Shirley Bloomfield. 
CEO of the NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, she'll be offering some options for structuring funding mechanisms. Now keep in mind, President Joe Biden's Rural Broadband proposal prioritizes funding for local governments, nonprofits, and cooperatives as opposed to private providers. Bloomfield argues that there is room for private partnerships with local governments, but says it's a bad idea to let local governments provide broadband that competes with local private providers. Rangeland and winter wheat suffer amid drought. This spring's drought continues to take its toll on western rangeland and the nation's winter wheat crop. Some 44% of U.S. pasture and rangeland is listed in poor or very poor condition, up from 16% at this time last year. That according to USDA's weekly crop progress report. Some 74% of Arizona's pasture and rangeland is in very poor condition. 14% is rated poor. Other states having the worst problems include North Dakota, where 47% is in very poor condition, Washington at 38%, Montana and Oregon at 32% and California at 30%. Meanwhile, 19% of the winter wheat crop is rated in either poor or very poor condition. Oregon is in the worst shape with 55% rated as poor to very poor. Some 35% of the Texas crop and 30% of Colorado's are poor or very poor. USTR confronts Canada over dairy quotas. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met with Canadian Trade Minister Mary Ng yesterday outside of the USMCA Free Trade Commission meetings taking place this week. She took the opportunity to press her on the importance of Canada fully meeting its USMCA commitments, including its allocation of dairy tariff rate quotas. Dozens of U.S. dairy groups and companies sent a letter to Tai on Friday asking her to demand Canada stop misusing the quotas. Canada agreed under USMCA to increase U.S. access to Canada's market for milk, cheese, cream, skim milk powder, butter, ice cream, and whey by establishing new quotas. But the American industry says Canada has been manipulating those quotas for months to block the entry of products like cheese. USDA extends period for compending on ag supply chains. The Agriculture Department has given the public another month to comment on agriculture supply chains that to assist USDA in preparing a report. The comment period was due to end May 21st, but now ends June 21st. About 100 comments have been received so far that according to online regulatory docket, Biden issued an executive order February 24th directing the Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to prepare a report within a year assessing the supply chains for the production of agriculture commodities and food products. Biden heads to electric vehicle production plant. President Joe Biden is traveling to Dearborn, Michigan to visit a Ford electric vehicle facility where he'll get a preview of the new Ford F-150 Lightning an all-electric truck being unveiled Wednesday night. Biden will likely use the backdrop to promote his infrastructure proposal, which includes $174 million to boost electric vehicle charging stations across the country. We hope that Ford tells Biden that their goal is to rapidly scale up production so that it can be available in stock at every Ford dealer across all 50 states. Joel Levin 
executive director of Plug-In America, told AgriPulse. The company plans to start production next spring. Meanwhile, if you want to learn more about what impact electric vehicles could have on the biofuels and liquid transportation industry, listen to AgriPulse Deep Dive, available at agripulse.com. Here's today's They Said It. We are now at a critical moment in California's history. Actions taken now can build resilience for future droughts. That San Joaquin Valley representatives Jim Costa and Josh Harder asking the State Water Resources Control Board for an equitable balance in water allocations while thanking the governor for water infrastructure funding in his May revise. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, May 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.